Hello, everybody. This is your host of the Doc Buddy Journal, Eric, recording this episode on Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. We've got a special guest. We're going to hear from them in just a second. Before we do, we've got a little bit of housekeeping to handle. Um, as you've heard, if you're a listener of the pod or if you follow us on LinkedIn or any of our other social medias, you would have seen that we were at the IOEN Arthroplasty Prospectus in Vail, Colorado last week. We're going to hear a little bit more about that. Um, but before we talk to our special guest about their experience at the prospectus, be sure that you're subscribed to the Doc Buddy Journal. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And by subscribing, you ensure that you always get the newest freshest episodes and we'd love to have you back and as always if you've got a question a comment or a suggestion for the pod you can email me it's eric at docbuddy.com e-r-i-k at docbuddy.com and now that we've checked the housekeeping box let's bring in our special guest rob heath rob thanks for joining the pod today thank you eric appreciate you uh for having me on here excited to be here yeah, I'm looking forward to getting your perspective about the event. This is obviously uh, obviously a big one. What may be useful for our listeners, though, is tell us what you do at Doc Buddy, and then we can uh, hear how the arthroplasty prospectus was. Yeah, uh, I'll keep it brief. Um, uh, Rob Heath, I am uh, a Denver uh, resident and am the sales director. Uh, came on last year in March, around the same time you did, actually. That's right. You know, great things come in pairs. The the Rob and Eric pair is, if you ask me, it could be tough to beat. It's quite the dynamic duo. <laughs> well, thanks again for spending a little bit of your week on the uh, the Doc Buddy Journal. Let's get into the meat of it. So, just to set it up, the IOEN Arthroplasty Perspectives major event in Vail. If I'm not mistaken, this is a rebrand from the ICJR uh, yep. Winter Hip and Knee Summit that's happened the last handful of years. Uh, how was it? Um, it was good. Other than trying to actually get to Vail, um, which was a big issue actually for a lot of the attendees flying into Denver, renting cars and trying to get out there. Um, it was quite a day on, on I-70, to say the least. Um, road had shut down. It Basically, it was an ice rink um, for about 45 minutes uh, of the drive. So that was tough. But um, uh, I think for the most part, everyone was, was staying safe, got there safely on Wednesday evening and uh, got right into it on Thursday. First time I've had the chance to uh, attend this uh, show, but uh, you're, you're getting some of the top um, orthopedic surgeons from around the United States. Um, they were also streaming this Um Two other countries as well. So there was attendees from South Africa, India, Pakistan, New Zealand, Kenya, Egypt, just to name a few. Um, so really a great course with with great faculty. Um, some of the top uh, orthopedic surgeons, like I said, from from some of the top institutions um, around the country. Um, and this is a really fun one for um, these surgeons because they get to come uh, do a lot of learning and debate and watch live surgeries. Um, along with getting a little ski time in, in the middle of the day, um, they yeah. had to shut down the conference for about four and a half hours, uh, midday and everyone gets to go out and do a little skiing in, in the, one of the greatest places to do that, uh, Vail, Colorado. 
that that sounds like my kind of conference. And I know you and I have talked about it. I, I used to be a Colorado native. I think Vail is, you know, it's a world-class ski destination. And obviously if you're, uh, if you compare learning top level, high level learning, like IOEN puts on and then hit the slopes, come back. And essentially your apres ski is continuing medical education. Uh, that's pretty cool. Especially to hear that you had, uh, attendees from essentially every continent in attendance. Yeah. A really unique, uh, and cool course that they put together that, um, I know is a popular one and, and people, I think when, when they hit this one first or for the first time, they're, they're coming back year over year, um, for, for all the, the reasons that, uh, I named earlier and I was able to get out there on the slopes for a little bit as well. Uh, took some time off to do that, um, which was really nice. That must've been pretty tough on you to have to network with the surgeons and the attendees on the mountain. Yeah. You know, re- really tough uh, situation for us last week at Doc Buddy having to go hang out in Vail and, uh, and, and pop around town and, and hang out on the slopes. But um, a lot of fun. Got to be there with uh, Andy Diagostino, our CEO, who I know uh, you guys heard from on the post, uh, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and then one of our account managers, uh, Noah, who actually is uh, been in Vail living for 15 years. So he took me out on the slopes uh, a little bit and, and he knows every foot of that mountain. So uh, a lot of fun. And, and you had all the, a lot, a lot of top name vendors there as well. Um, you had Stryker and Smith and Nephew, Depew Synthes, um, uh, amongst some other uh, smaller navigation, surgical navigation, robotics companies. Um, uh, so got to, uh, to learn a lot about some of these new innovative products that are coming out uh, that they were showcasing uh, as well throughout the, uh, the talks during the uh, sessions. That, that's kind of a nice segue, you know, being on, on the vendor side, you see a, a trade show or a learning event like this from a slightly different perspective than the attendee. What was the coolest booth that you saw? What was the coolest gadget at a booth that was out there? Um, I did have a chance to go play with the robotic system um, at the Depew Synthes um, booth. And I, I am forgetting the name of the robot right now. Um, but I do have some background uh, in that world. Uh, when I sold for, for Stryker, surgical navigation um, ha- had a little bit of that insight into you know, what these uh, technologies uh, look like when you're doing a, a total knee or a total hip replacement. Um, but having a chance to go and actually play with a new robotic system, uh, was a lot of fun. And they kind of took Noah and I, uh, through that, did a, a full anatomy survey and, and got the, the patient, uh, registered for, uh, what was going to then be their cuts to the femur and the tibia. So a lot, a lot of fun stuff and, and really cool to be able to get hands on the technology that, um, is making such a huge difference, um, in uh in orthopedic surgery now well yeah and that's uh that's the impression that i got seeing the uh the recaps from the show and everything that you were seeing and and sending over over the weekend is obviously there's there's tools that are focused you know on patient outcome tibial surgeries knees hips you know those are not insignificant procedures to uh to have done but then for us, can you contrast that a little bit with our with the Doc Buddy offerings? And obviously, we don't want this to turn into the uh, the Doc Buddy sales pitch hour. 
Um, but you have so many technologies and new products that are focused on patient outcomes and that's critical. But, you know, through our lens, uh, obviously we take a slightly different view of that. Not that we're not uh, in full agreement with excellent patient outcomes, looking at great outcomes for the actual surgeons and their organizations too. What, what was some of the feedback you got from uh, folks that came up to our booth? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the few folks that, that did come by the booth, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, giving them time back throughout the day. Um, and, you know, it, it was um, kind of nice that, that so much of this conference was focused on new technology and, and innovative ways to, um, you know, be more efficient with their time in the operating room. Um, and so that was kind of an, an easy segue to, to talk about that aspect um, of, of being more efficient and giving them more time back. Um, when they're doing their their documenting throughout the day, uh, whether that be in the clinic um, or or post uh, surgery, so um, kind of kind of made it a nice um, easy way to to transition into those conversations with them, and the feedback was was really good. Um, Andy um, actually had a chance to to speak at this event last year, so kind of laid the foundation for Doc Buddy, and we had uh, quite a few folks that came back. Um, and just wanted to to find out what was was new and exciting um, uh, about Doc Buddy, and, and we're impressed with what uh, Andy had had talked about last year, which is, um, you know, the shift of of moving into the digital world away from from paper processes that um, a lot of these folks are so used to using. So um, great great uh, way to kind of be side by side uh, in the conversation with with technology in the operating room, and then what we're able to bring. Uh, with the efficiencies once they walk out of that room and, and need to uh, to do their post-op note. Yeah, and as a, as a matter of fact, if um, if you're a listener and you haven't seen the video yet from our CEO Andy's speech at the 2022 uh, Winter Hip and Knee Summit, you can actually get that on our website. So docbuddy.com slash blog, you'll see it uh, in the feed there. Um, so worth a look back. But yeah, I mean, that's that's it. You've heard us talk about the shift from paper film to digital. And I think you're um, you're starting to see recognition there from the surgeons, from the owners, from these uh, the management teams of these organizations. And that kind of ties in that, you know, Rob, you and I have gone to a, a pile of trade shows together and have been to trade shows across the years at different stops. There's always like a, a hot topic or a buzzword, either that's something that the organization is making it a, a focal point to discuss, could be a news item that's circulating that attendees sort of uh, hone in on. What'd you hear as a hot topic or, or a key phrase at the IOEN prospectus? Yeah, um, I think a lot of the sessions, um, you know, focused around uh, new in innovative techniques um, and a lot of it really focused on the use of, of robotics um, in, in arthroplasty when they're doing these, these total knees and total hips. Um, and just how far um, this, this robotic technology has come, um, where to the point that, you know, the, the data is, is, is out there, and I don't have the specific numbers in front of me, um, but the outcomes, um, you know, when, when these physicians are using robotics uh, during these procedures uh, is, is excellent. Um, and it's, it's safer and it's improving outcomes um, for these patients. So, you know, I think, you know, a few years ago, it was more just a, a buzzword and, and people heard robotics and, oh, that's really cool. But, but now what you're really seeing is, is just how, how excellent these outcomes are 
Um, and you know what? What a lot of the the surgeons were were focusing on is that um, by having this robotic technology, um, it, it really takes some of the mental and physical strain uh, away when they're doing these procedures because um, the, the technology is so strong um, and so accurate that that they're using. So there's uh, a lot of buzz around that. Um, some some new other uh, innovative technologies. Uh, I saw some augmented reality. Um, uh, headsets as well. Um, so it's, it's only, the technology is only getting better and, and which means uh, better outcomes for patients. And, and um, you know, the, the further that this, this technology goes as well, um, the more the prices are going to drop and make it more affordable for, um, you know, ambu- ambulatory surgery centers um, to utilize this rather than just large, you know, teaching institutions. Oh, sure. Yeah. That, that economy of scale is huge. And you know, for me, it's cool. it's really cool to hear that because right now, uh, the internet world, so pick your favorite social media platform, it is flooded with the topic of AI, chat GPT, everybody's job is at risk, um, mm-hmm. which I don't agree with at all. And you see the outputs of some of these AI tools and it's, uh, it's just gobbledygook. It doesn't make sense and it isn't useful. Uh, so that's really cool to hear that advances in... Um, robotic surgery are, are concrete and making a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, and, and you've seen so much um, progress in the last few years that um, it's something for, for I think, uh, not only physicians to be really excited about, but for, for us as the end user, if you ever have to, you know, have one of these procedures done um, to, to understand how uh, far in advance this technology is and that it's only going to continue to get better in the years to come. Yeah, I'll, I'll knock on wood over on my end. I uh, I'm spared any broken bones or damaged joints, but good to know it's an option. Good to know they can fix you if something does go wrong. Yeah, I think uh, I, I was fr- feeling pretty safe on the slopes this past week, uh, full well knowing that there was about 150 of the top uh, orthopedic surgeons, just just in case anything happened. Uh, <laughs> and my yeah. Acting up a bit. Oh, that's too funny. Well, to... To change gears a little bit, obviously, we're talking about outcomes and uh, the excellent outcomes provided by robotic surgery. Um, in in talking to attendees that pulled up to the Doc Buddy booth or just in chatting and networking with the other attendees on the floor, the big technological advancement that the ASC and that really any uh, surgical procedure needs to make is that shift from literally a paper process going back to the beginning of medical documentation um, it's just still being kind of stuck on that. Did the surgeons that you interacted with have any feedback on why they continue to do things the old way? Um, yeah, a little bit. And that was really, um, you know, I think anytime that there is change uh, throughout a workflow, whether that be um, in the clinic uh, or, or, you know, within a, a surgery workflow, um, there's just, it, it's the opportunity cost, um, of that change. And even if you full well, they full well know that this can save them time or make them more efficient. Um, if the time it takes to implement that is, is not worth it to them, um, then they don't even want to consider it because they'll just stick with what they have going seems to work. Um, cause if it's, you know, a, a three month learning curve for something new, um, that just may be something that, that they don't want to, to bring into a, a new workflow. Um, and so I think that's what's so nice about, you know, our product is that 
Um, it is a disruptor, but but in a good way. Um, and it's not changing the workflow too much. It, it looks and feels similar to how their, um, you know, what what their their current documenting workflow is. Uh, except it's just making their life a little bit easier. And because it's so easy uh, to, to learn how to use um, that we don't have a lot of pushback, um, fortunately, um, because working more on the, on the device side in the past, um, yep, they can see the light at the end of the tunnel potentially with this product and how it can help them in a lot of different ways. Um, but if it's going to be a big disruptor to a, a workflow, um, then it's going to be pretty tough to, to uh, actually implement and have success moving some new product into place. Absolutely. And, you know, when we look at what we're doing, you know, there's, there's a handful of stakeholders involved, obviously the surgeon who needs to deliver on the documentation that they need to. And then the ASC that then runs with that in terms of reimbursement and getting their super bills out the door. I mean, we talked about this last week, but the hurdle, the revenue cycle hurdle at an ASC that nobody is talking about is, is exactly what we're saying. Nobody's inspecting the current workflows and looking for a better way. It's just uh, a given that ah, this is how we do it. And, you know, I'm not really willing to look around or even understand anything else that's out there as a valid option. But when you see our users, I know, I know you've seen it firsthand, just like I have physicians and surgeons, they're tech savvy. They're incredibly tech savvy. The medical industry as a whole not so much, but the individual users absolutely are. And when people can pick up a product that gives them more time to ski, whether they're at a uh, arthroplasty prospectus, that's a tough word for me, Rob. I don't know what the issue is there. Whether they're uh, taking a break from the prospectus to ski or, or even just being able to have that time for life that they want, um, that to be able to remove that hurdle to documentation and then to billing, I mean, that's the... That's the switch from paper film to digital that we're all about. Yeah, and I, and I think you also see that you know maybe the older generations of of uh, providers out there who have done the same thing for thirty plus years, that's going to be a tough switch. Um, but the good news is, you know, with these newer generations uh, of of providers that grew up, you know, with a smartphone in their hand, um, understand technology and, and understand the benefits. Um, of incorporating these things into the workflow that's going to make them a little more lean um, and, and help save them time, help them see more patients, uh, have spend more time with their current patients, um, you know, or, or anything else like you're talking about that, that they want to spend time on rather than um, spending that hours and hours a day uh, documenting. So um, there's, there is a lot of, of hope out there um, just with these new generations of, of physicians who expect um, to have technology. Yeah, and it seems like that would be one of the, the key reasons to be hopeful as a surgeon. We've talked about the, uh, the advancements in robotics, the technology that we're bringing to the folds. <clears throat> you know, as, as the uh, sessions ended and everybody was winding down uh, to head home, either from near or far, uh, what would you conclude as uh, a surgeon's takeaway from a meeting like this? Um, yeah, I think that the takeaways are, you know, if you're not utilizing uh, that, you know, the newest, uh, greatest technology that, that you definitely need to consider it. Um, but, but even, um, you know, away from the, the cool technological advancements, um, there was a really great session on the growth of ortho practice transaction um, with private equity. Hmm. And, and really, you know, if you are not considering it yet, um, to go and look at your options um, 
to for for investment through private equity, um, and, and a lot of reasons why that's important. Um, I think that a, a lot of physicians, and this was brought up actually in the session as a question, um, you know, being at a hospital, um, you know, why would I why would I want to go to an ASC? Why would I want to invest in this? And why would I want to uh, invest or, or have you know private equity investment coming in? Um, and the simple answer was just to have ownership um, and to have that opportunity um, to to get payouts, you know, by taking money from private equity um, at a certain point in your career, um, potentially a second bite of that uh, apple later on in your career when you're finishing up. Um, and, um, you know, what was exciting for, for me listening to that um, is you know, when these ASCs are, are taking on uh, a new investor, um, usually that means they're going to be starting to look at new technologies um, because these private equity firms are, are very much wanting to invest in technology and um, to make these uh, organizations as, as lean as possible going forward um, so that they continue to grow, build new facilities. Um, and so that really ties in you know, with us. We'd like to see um, you know, these, these groups looking into bringing in investments so that they can um, think a little bit more about, uh, you know, technologies like a Doc Buddy or, or, or others that are out there um, that can really help make them more efficient uh, in their day-to-day -day operation. Oh, absolutely. I mean, private equity comes in, makes investment. They need to see EBITDA improvement. You know, they, they'd like it on day one. Obviously, right. that's a pretty tall order, but it, it does need to happen. And then what what kind of dovetails with that is what I'm seeing still a big shortage of supplies for ASCs and, and the different medical facilities out there. So you need to be really smart with how and what you're employing for given procedures, minimize waste. And then even just the hiring of staff that it is next to impossible to find any help, let alone good help. Absolutely. Um, I think it's getting tougher and tougher to, uh, to staff at some of these facilities and ASCs are being forced to to throw out, um, you know, large signing bonuses and and you know, which which is a great thing for for nurses out there to have um, that option and you know that's available. But um, you know, regardless, they're still having a hard time staffing some of these positions, and so utilizing you know new technology that can cut down um, on the amount of labor needed uh, throughout uh, the the day to day administrative. Um, uh, tasks that, that these folks are doing, um, like having Doc Buddy um, to to cut down um, on, on some of the labor that's needed. Um, it's uh, it's exciting, I think, for, for ASCs and ASC groups to be looking into, um, you know, having the ability to to utilize these technologies to make themselves more efficient. Oh yeah, and just the with the shift of procedures off that IPO list, the inpatient only list, moving more and more to the ASC environment almost daily paired with the private equity interest and investment in the space. This is definitely a period of growth and maturation, if I'm using that word the right way, for ASCs in general. And it sounds like the arthroplasty perspective kind of threw that into stark relief. Yeah, and I, and I think that, um, you know, orthopedics definitely has led that charge um, into the ASC space, but, but now uh, that the model's proven, you're starting to see some of these other um, specialties um, you know, really start to crank it up and, and um, you know, realizing, you know, how much of a, of a great opportunity there is out there um, in the ASC space to, like I said, you know, uh, you know, cash out a little bit, you know, in the prime time of your career by, by taking on some investment 
Um, but then having that ownership going forward, um, you know, with all of the growth in- included, you know, once you are a, a partner there, um, you know, that's a super attractive thing, um, you know, for, for, for providers to have. And I think that, um, you know, it's, it's a great idea, even if you think that maybe it's not the best fit for you, at least to, um, to explore those, those options and sport, explore the opportunities out there and vet the process to, to know what's out there and, and know what you could be getting. Well, it sounds like they had all the bases covered. A look at technology, a look at, um, I don't think financial advice is the right way to put it, but taking stock of your financial situation, the options that may be uh, open to you, and the opportunity to ski with your peers. I don't know what else you want. Nope, that's a pretty great conference and, and one that we will definitely uh, continue to be at uh, the next couple of years. We'll have to get you out there next year and we'll uh, hit the slopes together. Yeah, I, I think I'll have to opt to fly straight into Vail Eagle and avoid the disaster that is I-70. Um, if I can pick and choose, would love to be there. Absolutely. Actually, we can break some news here on the Doc Buddy Journal. We have uh, figured out exactly where we're going to be at the ASCA National Conference. So that's the um, ASC Association out there in Louisville, Kentucky this year. Doc Buddy will be at booth 807. 807 among many other events this year we'll obviously keep everybody plugged in with um with where we'll be and how you can link up with doc buddy in person and even get the chance to get one of our coveted time for life water bottles very exciting stuff so rob i um i think we've got the uh the ioen arthroplasty prospectus pretty well covered any other thoughts on what you saw what you wanted to see how was the food? You know, fill us in on all the, the fine points here. Uh, overall, it, it was just a great show. And, and you know, shout out to IOEN and uh, Lexi and, and her uh, crew for doing such a, a great job. And um, for, uh, you know, food was excellent. The, uh, the site was excellent. Uh, it's, it's hard to find anything wrong when you're in Vail, Colorado. So uh, overall, 10 out of 10. What else can you say? What else can you say? I appreciate you having me on, Eric. Thank you so much. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for carving a little time out to uh, to be on the Doc Buddy Journal. And I think with that, we'll uh, we'll put a bow on it. So, dear listener, until next time, please be sure that you're subscribed to the pod on your favorite podcast app. Be sure you're following us on LinkedIn. You can do that by searching for Doc Buddy and clicking the follow button on our company page. And we look forward to talking to you again soon.